0: Go Church family. I'm Lara and I'm here with Pastor Matt Hadova. Hi everybody. And Gilbert. Hey Lara. Hi.
1: We're so glad to be back with you. It's been an awesome month so far. Who else is enjoying it? I am. I am. I think it's amazing. This is a great study and it's you know the reason we do this uh, is to really try to make these truths practical.
0: Lifestyle. That's right
2: that's actually what exactly we're going to talk about this week. So in the last two weeks, we've been talking about, we've, we've really been building, we've been building ourselves up, um, to become prayer champions or to learn how to pray like champions. And in the first two weeks, we've been talking about what is a champion's prayer. So what does a, championship prayer look like you know so what is prayer why do we have to pray and what is the right way to think about prayer and that really enables us uh, to 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 grow in this area of our lives and in week two we've been talking about becoming champion prayers so becoming people who pray like champions so what what do we need to do or what kind of adjustments can we make in our lives or monitor ourselves in certain areas so that we can be more effective in our prayer lives? And this leads us to week three, which is really, if we're talking about love, grow, go as our values at Go Church Beirut, we're talking about go today. So what does a lifestyle look like? So the lifestyle of a champion prayer. So the lifestyle of someone who prays like a champion. And that's something that we're really, really going to dig into today. And I'm very, very excited. And we're going to go a little further in the things that we see and the things that we're learning together. And we're going to try to apply these things to our lives. And we're going to measure ourselves against the model of prayer. Who is Jesus, right? Yeah. So the first question I have is, it's a loaded question but it's important that we go through this is where do we pray from we've touched on this in week one
0: in place of victory
2: that's good tell us more that's excellent
0: where we're um, we're seated uh, with christ in place of victory so our prayers reflect that and uh, we are the righteousness in christ we are righteous because of him so it's not something we're trying to do
1: yeah yeah why that's important is if we don't if we don't have that firmly set in our heart then not if but when something comes against us when there is a challenge when there is opposition there comes with it this like extra bit of baggage that says you deserve this. This is, this belongs to you. This, uh, you, this always happens. This is always the way it goes. And, um, what we want to do is build these traits or these elements, like we talked about last week, uh, on the inside of us where that just like, we're allergic to that kind of thinking. Gilbert I think you you made that comment to me once that you have become allergic to negativity. Yeah. And that's a that's a uh, a manifestation of the spirit of faith where it just it, it you get truth built on the inside of you and then when there's opposition or challenge it it's repellent. Like no. No, this this doesn't belong to me. This doesn't always happen. This is not right, and I'm not going to have it this way.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's good.
2: I like this this idea of, you know, where do we pray from? We pray from a place of victory, and we're seated far above. So we were talking about the look left when we pray, right? Yeah. Because yes. we are seated in heavenly pra- places in Christ Jesus, and we're seated at the right hand of God. So... If we're seated at his right hand we gotta look left you know and we're able to pray from that perspective so we pray from a place of victory we don't pray to reach that place of victory you know that is another loaded assumption that i had as well about prayer before i really came to know the lord and came to know about the subject that i thought that people are just trying to pray to get closer to god so they're they're doing a religious duty or religious habit in the hopes of coming nearer to him but that's not christian prayer that's that's not new testament believer prayer we we pray to get results that's that's what we've been talking about we pray to communicate with our father so that we can actually do something in this world and i want to go back to a scripture which um which we actually shared in the message in the trails of thoughts message last month uh which is this in colossians chapter three verse one it says if then you were raised with christ seek those things which are above where christ is sitting at the right hand of god set your mind on things above not on things on the earth so if i'm raised with christ i love that image i'm raised with christ it's like where he went i am you know where he is i am who he is i am i i really find that so powerful where you know where he sent me I'm going, and he's with me you know that's such a such a big image in my in my mind and and so prayer from that perspective is 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 one where we pray through his heart with his heart you know this is this is where you can say mark you know mark eleven twenty three where you know uh where we talk about you you can have what you say right so so Pastor Matt, what is what is the the verse in Mark
1: 11:23? Mark 11:23, whosoever can say whatsoever. Yeah. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be removed and be cast into the sea, and if that person that says that does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will come to pass, he'll have whatever he says. Yeah. And then Jesus said in verse 24, therefore I say unto you, you can, whatever you desire, pray for it. Yep. And when you pray, believe that you receive and you will have what you pray.
2: That's right. And you know, you could argue, well, he's not talking about prayer. He's talking about saying. So you say to that mountain, yes. But I would also say that he is, we are praying because we're saying those things in Christ, through Christ, in the name of Jesus. So my words are passing through Jesus into the world. So yeah. I am praying a prayer of faith. I am speaking words through Jesus to accomplish something. So I'm, I'm saying those things to the mountain, but I'm speaking through Jesus, through the place where I am. So this is prayer. You know, This is a, a, a word of faith that is being spoken in the name of Jesus and that that is a word which is in connection to the will of God in communication with the father I'm speaking those things so it's so important that we are aware where we pray from because a constant awareness of that leads to praying the right prayers you know we're not we're not praying to get close to God, we're not praying you know if your will be done, let your will be done. that's a contradiction you know we, we don't pray if your will be done, let your will like it it almost doesn't make sense if we already know his will, yeah. but we can boldly come to him, we can boldly stand before him next to him at his right hand and declare those things which he wants done to be done yes, so that that is a key component, and that is the starting point to adopting the lifestyle of prayer because to to be effective in your lifestyle or constant prayer we need to be aware of what we're trying to accomplish in prayer you know i don't i don't just sit there you know i can sit in the presence of my father and not say a word i'm still with him but if i'm going to pray i might as well do it in the way that gets the results that are required right yeah and you know, there there are many different kinds of prayer, which, you know, Ephesians chapter six, verse 18 says that there are, you know, pray with all kinds of prayers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so so we can look at that and, and really dig deeper into that. I encourage you to d- to dig deeper into that. But to really understand the lifestyle of prayer, of course, we want to incorporate all those different kinds of prayers, but we want to pray them out from the right perspective you know we want to be aware of who we are and what we're trying to get done in in this earth with that i want to talk about this point that we pray with the end in sight yeah you know lara you you wrote down this comment in uh in the notes when we were preparing those notes the questions about prayer and you mentioned this which is so important you said we have complete faith in God's promises. Yeah. What did you mean by that?
0: We have complete faith in God's promises because because of God who is the promiser like he promised and he is faithful yeah. and his promises are tied to his faithfulness. So when we come and pray we already have faith and we are confident in what we're asking him because like, he is faithfulness.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, his promises are tied to himself, his character. So. That's awesome. That's so, a, that's, so
1: how does that's that impact? so That's so good. And that's so important to understand. Say that again. His his promises are what?
0: His promises are tied to his faithfulness. Yes. And that's his character. It's, yes.
1: Yeah. Man, that's, that's. That's awesome. Key.
2: It's key. Yeah. So knowing what you know, how does this impact your prayer
0: life? Um, It completely changed. I used to be a prayer, uh, a nagging prayer, (laughs) you can say. Uh, But now, um, I I step into my prayer time. Of course, the first uh, thing that I want is to communicate with my father, talk with him. And... um, I thank him for the promises and I receive them. And um, it's different because I'm confident that he promised me that I am his child. So yeah. that's what his word says, I believe it. Yeah. He promised me that I'm righteous in Christ because I believe in Christ. That's a promise. He promised me that I'm gonna be um, prosperous. Yeah. I'm gonna prosper and everything I do will, uh, will prosper. I take hold of those promises while I pray and I thank him for it, for those
2: that's awesome
0: it completely changed I, I never used to pray this way
2: so you're praying with the end in sight
0: yes exactly
2: so you're praying knowing that this is his will so now we're gonna release that power yes wow
0: yeah Praise God it's
2: awesome so there, there are many promises in Scripture right and there are so many things that the lord said about our lives about our families right about about circumstances that could come against us about what he wants done and about what he doesn't want done and we can always look at things uh, you know things in scripture and pull them back uh, you know pray pray from that place so this is what the Lord promised, so now I'm going to pray that out because I know that that's what He wants for my life. I'm praying from that place of victory, so I'm not praying hard so that I get God's attention, yeah. but I'm praying because I'm trying to release what He all, He's already trying to do in my life. And we can go one step further and say that we're praying in that way because it's part of His commission to us in this world, right? We are here for a purpose. We're not here... Just to float around like butterflies until we die and go to heaven we 're here born again with eternal life, with an abundant life with a purpose, yeah, right, so how can we apply our prayer life to
1: the great commission? What is the great commission you know that uh, that phrase which you know I say a lot and I talk about a lot, is um, A term that uh, Bible scholars have come up with to identify the last commandment of Jesus, which is go everywhere and tell everyone about him. The message from Mark 16 and Matthew 28 is go and tell. Matthew, you know, he says go and tell Make disciples teaching them, encouraging them, uh, developing them and, and not do it in you know by behavior modification, but by the power of the holy Spirit and that begins with picking up his heart, yep. his heart, and you can see it so clearly in Matthew chapter nine, where Jesus gets a, you know, he, we get a glimpse of the way Jesus sees the harvest, the precious fruit of the earth, is how James says it. And it says that he was moved with compassion. Jesus is not this stiff figure that is uh, hard to be around or hard to deal with, the Bible says that he is touched with the feeling of our weaknesses, but what really moves his heart is people who don't yet know what he has already done for them.
2: You know what you were talking about in Matthew 28 and Mark 16 is Jesus' instruction to us as the church. You know, of course, there, are, there, there is a love commandment, and this is tied to it because we're going out, out of love, right? Knowing his heart is the, the power to actually accomplish what he is trying to do. You know, there there is a reason, a motivation behind doing what we're supposed to do. And that is the love for people. And this commission, this great commission to go out and bring people in, bring people who don't know him into an eternal place where they're connected to the Lord, that is so important. That is the most important thing. And that is the thing of eternal consequence that we can and should be doing. But
1: we can't do any of that without prayer. The reality is what we see here in the scripture is before there is a laborer out there in the harvest, there is a prayer (laughs) for that laborer. And that, um, we see that again in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 19, and um, and also in 1 Corinthians, if you put those two uh, letters together, um, you see that Paul arrives in Ephesus and he recognizes that there's a door of opportunity that's open. How did that door get open? Prayer. So, As the, the, like our first, our first answer to that go call is to pray. Uh, And, and we, what you just said is so powerful. We, we can, with our prayer life, get connected to His great commission, or what I would say is the big thing happening in the kingdom of God right now. This is, this is like the top priority, which is, um, the that the
0: gospel go forth um going on adding on the go when we experience his love and uh, we get to know him jesus he puts this desire in us anyone we meet the people in our lives already or new people that we meet like we want like i want them to know him the way i know him yeah this desire didn't come from me like i don't know the people but his desire is inside me and uh, in order, I, ju- I, ju- I can't just go around telling people, Jesus loves you, love Jesus. I can't do that in public. So what I can do is I see my heart moves inside me and I start to pray about them, pray for them. And knowing the end result that I will f- he will open a way for me to talk to them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, so that's, praise God.
1: That's really uh, that's what happened to me in 2015, where I was uh, surrounded by people eating ice cream. We were at a cafe. <laughs> There's always ice cream. There's always podcast, ice cream, so. <laughs> and uh, everyone was having a great time, and I just began to weep, and I, like I, that wasn't me. You know you know me now like i, I cry at the drop of a hat but not then <laughs> and uh i just i kind of got a hold of myself and I thought, what's the matter with me and it happened again and finally when i got back to where i was staying i i got by myself and i started praying like lord what's going on and i just touched what I would what I would describe as like the the surface, just the just the just the tip of how Jesus loves the people in this city, in this nation, right now. Hmm. And what you just said is how I would describe it. I just suddenly I wanted them. To at least know what I knew Mm. about him. Yeah. That's you know that's what happens as we, as when we get close to him. If you get close to someone, then you'll start sharing things. You know the things that that person likes. Then you start liking. Yes. You know I somehow uh, after hanging out with Gilbert now am really fond of these very fancy desserts in this great place in Brumana great plug. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about the hikes Me no, too. <laughs> no no if you're in Brumana and you're looking for a great dessert there's a place called Lenoir and uh, they're also opening in uh, uh Dubai soon so look them up it's amazing I should tell them that you know they're being promoted yeah maybe we'll get free ice cream but <laughs> but the uh you know you start you start getting a sense of what someone likes and then you you begin adopting those things and that's how that's how prayer should be when when we talk about praying to get results at first that might look like hey i have a problem and the lord solves it Hey, I need this thing, and the Lord meets that need. But what I want, and I believe what the Father wants, is that through that, we get close to Him, and then we pick up what those things that He once prayed out, which is yeah. His commission.
2: So we go from, again, what we were talking about last month, we're going from defensive to offensive. Yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're getting out of this mentality of, you know, I have a need, I need to meet this need by the end of the month, God is faithful. Like, go, go from needs to wants, you know, go from your needs to your wants, and then go from your wants to his wants. Yes. You know, that's, that's, that's so where well we said. should go in prayer. Oh.
1: That's I, so well said. I
2: wanna, I wanna talk about this parable in Luke chapter 13. And, you know, it starts, before, before we get into it, in verse 6, um, Jesus is talking about, you know, uh, he hears about a, a group of people that were killed in a very unjust way. And Jesus starts talking about, do you suppose that these people, these Galileans, were worse sinners than all others because they suffered such things? No. Yeah, he says, I tell you No but unless you repent you will all likewise perish. And he goes on to give another example. But he goes he goes to the end and says I tell you no but unless you repent you will all likewise perish. So rather than looking at things from the natural rather than rather than looking at people from this perspective of oh something terrible must have happened to them so you know probably this is what god wanted. You know at this point we know better. We've been talking about this. Not everything happening in the world is the will of god actually that's why we pray you know it would be contradictory to the requirement to pray if everything anyway was in god's control and happening by his will but but the opposite is true where he has a will you know he instructs us you know to pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven implying that his will is not being done on earth as it is in heaven and that's why we're praying And this parable really stands out to me on the subject of the Great Commission. You know, he says this. He also spoke this parable, verse six. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of the vineyard, look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and I find none. Cut it down, why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, sir, let it alone this year also until i dig around it and fertilize it and if it bears fruit well but if not after that you can cut it down this is a picture of who we're supposed to be you know this this person who tends to the ground this the keeper of the vineyard it's in you know it's in his hands to tend to the tree yeah you know it's in his hands to take care of the earth around it it's in his hands to want this tree to bear fruit. That should be our heart for our brothers and sisters. That's exactly or, you know, right. I mean, I say our brothers, I mean those who don't know Jesus. This you know? is
1: this is the mandate really given to the church, uh, which is to, uh, you know, Paul actually uses that, you are uh, co-laborers in God's garden. Yeah. And um, that picture, using that picture, is the attitude we should have when we see uh, world events instead of instead of praying for just you know an outpouring of God's vengeance and judgment lord have mercy so that so that those people have more time to hear and that's to right. receive
2: yeah um, unless they repent they will all likewise perish yeah that's the reality you know if if you are not in a relationship with jesus then you know when when you step out of time and into eternity you will spend an eternity away from god that's not his choosing that's your choosing and there's a point where our job is to not let that tree get cut down before it bears fruit Mm -hmm. our job is to tend to that tree to want the best to to, that that is intercession standing in the gap you know in ezekiel chapter 22 we we, we see god saying this and I, actually i want to i want to read that in ezekiel 22 verse 29 he says this the people of the land have used oppressions committed robbery and mistreated the poor and needy and they wrongfully oppressed the stranger so i sought for a man among them who would make a wall stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that i should not destroy it but i found none what if he had found one man to stand in the gap for a whole nation yeah what if he had found one man who would have prayed for a nation what if he had found one man or one woman or a person anyone who would have prayed for a whole nation for laborers to go out in that nation for the Lord to give them more time. Because we can pray for that. According to that parable, we can say, Lord, give them another year. Give them another year to bear fruit. Let's not allow this tree to be cut down. Give it another year. We'll keep praying. We'll keep, we'll keep training leaders. We'll keep building this up. We'll keep praying for people. We'll keep praying for them to have softer hearts to receive the message. That is our position. That is the lifestyle of a champion prayer because we champion a cause which is god's cause so Mm -hmm. we've moved away from praying for our needs to praying for our wants to now praying for his wants what are his wants his wants is that every single person comes to the knowledge of jesus that no one steps into eternity outside of a relationship with him where they perish that's not his desire so for everything that's happening in the world for misery for pain for for wars for killing first of all that's not the heart of god i mean the heart of god is peace we already know that from scripture but then again picking sides is not the heart of god the heart of god is unless they repent they will all likewise perish so what is our job our job is to pray for them pray for laborers to go out in the field and pray for another year yeah. Pray for another year. Pray for them to hear the gospel. Pray for their hearts to, to, to receive it. For their ears to be open, for their eyes to be open to see. That's that's the, the lifestyle of a prayer. And that is a constant, consistent lifestyle that we should adopt. You know, this is where we're going to what we're gonna talk about in um this month in our uh in our grow groups. And the illustration is not a specific, uh, you know, about a specific time or a specific passage of scripture. Our illustration is about the master, you know, Jesus, the person who we should model our prayer life around. You know, there is no better person to model our lives by than Jesus. Jesus came to live as a man filled with the Holy Spirit to accomplish a purpose with success yeah and he completed that with success and he could not have done that without a prayer life that he maintained and the fact is that we see that he prayed often you know he spent time alone in prayer he taught his disciples how to pray he prayed for all believers in john 17 and when he taught about prayer he said when you pray you know, it is expected that you have a prayer life. In Matthew six, he also talks about how you pray. He talks about what you pray. <laughs> you know, um, he in his in his modeling of a prayer life, we see that he prayed before important events. For example, before choosing his twelve disciples, yeah. he spent all night in prayer. I don't think that's a coincidence. You know, after manifestations of. The the, the power of God after outpouring, so after feeding the 5,000, he went away and prayed. He spent time alone recharging the presence of the Lord. You know, he, in times of difficulty, like he's about to go and, and, and get arrested and go to the cross and face separation from his father for our sakes. What did he do? He prayed yeah you know uh i i always wonder if he would have known his father's will in all situations if he hadn't prayed you know the the bible tells us that he he only did what you know he he saw the father do and he only said what he heard the father say and how would he have been so connected if he wasn't listening how could he have listened if he didn't ask for something i mean we know that he says ask seek knock so the 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 measure that he's you know putting on us he was also doing so he was obviously seeking from his father and as a result he was knowing the will of his father and this is a lifestyle thing so of course you find him praying um for long extended periods of time in the morning all night but you also find these regular moments where he's praying so pastor matt mentioned this over the month that in uh what was it uh, yeah you, you, you mentioned that a few weeks ago about when he prayed at the tomb of lazarus he said father i thank you that you, you hear me always that you hear always me. hear me And he has these moments where he's always praying. And You know, Smith Wigglesworth says this this quote, which is quite famous. He says, I don't often spend more than half an hour in prayer at one time, but I never go more than half an hour without prayer.
1: Yeah, you can, uh, as you look through the gospels, and uh, I would encourage you to do this, you can see the instances where uh, Gilbert, like you just said, where Jesus draws away and spends time praying in solitude that's important there needs to be times where we shut things off we shut the world off and we spend time in prayer but then you can look and see jesus in prayer as he's going uh as he's going from one city to the next in the middle of uh, a crowd where he's uh, answering someone talking to someone he frequently turns and speaks to the Lord. And that's an example of what uh, the quote you just said from Wigglesworth, where it's uh, prayer should not be isolated to uh, a particular, you know, he gets 15 minutes in the morning, that's it. <laughs> he, uh, I'll talk to him tonight or maybe while I'm driving in the car, but other than that, no, there's like an open conversation that you see Jesus have with his Father throughout the four Gospels. And sometimes that is in isolation where Jesus went a little further and prayed. Yeah. Or it's um, the disciples come and they say, hey, we went to this city and we went to this city and this happened and that happened. And Jesus says, Father, I thank you that you have revealed this to these so there's a an open conversation that's always always on
2: yeah so for for this week the discussions that we're going to have during our grow groups i encourage you to come with the revelation that you have about the prayer life of jesus and how that impacted his life and if you adopted it how it could impact your life and if you can't think of anything that's totally fine what i would Suggest or what I would advise you is go to John chapter 17, and just read the chapter. That is a whole chapter that Jesus prayed a prayer for about himself, about the next step that he was going to encounter, about wow. his disciples, and about all believers that were going to come through his disciples. Read through it and pick something out that stands out to you, and I encourage you to share it. I mean, the goal would be to look at Jesus's prayer life and see how we can adopt that lifestyle into our lifestyles.
1: That's excellent. John chapter 17 is amazing. It is.
2: Praise God. Well, we are running out of time. It's been an amazing series. It's been a pleasure to to go through this. And even though we're gonna move on to a new series next month, We don't have to disconnect from this. We can pick up the 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 life that is contained in this word that is being shared in the church and we can use it to grow. As we close, I'm gonna invite Lara to share the week three action that we're gonna take forward this week.
0: So this week we will write down three verses that we can pray over our church, go church or your own church and uh, the Mina region.
1: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. great Participating with God In His Great Commission yes. What a privilege It's been a privilege for me To spend this time with you And uh, this, this series Has brought me a lot of joy Yeah And uh, I think in our next Our next series We'll probably have lots of joy as well Yes But uh, we want to tell you now That we love you And we're praying for you. God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening to this message. We want everyone to experience the unconditional love of God, grow in His love, and go with His love to the rest of their world. We invite you to connect with us at one of our groups or our next gathering. And if no one
2: told you yet today, we love you and believe God's very best for you.